my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, Minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church, and I'm your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday right here on Faith FM. It's such a real privilege to be able to share with you on this very last week of the calendar year. Chrissy 2021 is behind us for another year. Can you believe it? Uh, This week, we're talking New Year's resolutions. Are they more than an impossible dream? Yesterday, we asked, is genuine change really possible? Today, we look at those resolutions concerning your physical health and we ask, is it possible to really uh, make the changes that you would love to be able to make? Or will those resolutions disappear by the third or the fourth week in uh, in January? Uh, hey, I know in my own life how many times uh, that's actually been the case, but I think there are some principles that uh, can really help us, uh, help us out. Today, our, our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare. Now, Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, welcome again to you, Eric. Well, thank you, Garen. I hope you had a great Christmas. And look, I tell you what, I can't believe it's 2021. I remember when we were in the 1900s. Oh. That's how bad I am. <laughs> And, and, and very soon, a couple of days, it's going to clock over uh, to 2022. I, you know, to me, as I look at that, I say, hey, how absolutely amazing, how quickly uh, time is actually moving on. Yeah, well, my uh, sister's, my older sister's birthday is in 2023 in New Zealand. So we're hoping uh, if the Lord hasn't come by then that we'll be able to get over to New Zealand and celebrate with her because the yeah, time is flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, how do you normally bring in the new year? I mean, how many verses of old Ang Zion do you actually know? <laughs> Well, I sing along. I sort of hum along because I can't sing. But um, uh, we've started doing a few things. Uh, well, one thing we do in the last few years is we've kind of changed. We actually go to the Capri Theatre, the old Capri Theatre on New Year's Eve. And uh, This is your family? No, just Aaron and I. We right. just have a quiet time together. Right. We normally get together with family on New Year's Day and, and have something to eat. But, yeah, on New Year's Eve, we just get together and we go. They normally put on an old fu- uh, an old film, uh, My Fair Lady or something from way, way back. And it's a wow. beautiful theatre. Have you ever been? Where, where, where is that theatre? Uh, the Capri is um, well, it's right in the middle of Adelaide here. I'm not sure of the street, but I'll tell you this. It's got a beautiful organ in there that actually comes up out of the ground. It's, uh, it's below floor level. And before they start the movie they uh, they give you well we have soft drinks but they do hand out a bit of wine to some people but and that's complimentary and then and then they have um, a musical on this old old organ that goes way back and it comes out of the floor uh, comes rises up with the organist already sitting there ready to play and then he plays some beautiful tunes and when he plays it the workings of the organ organ are all actually all spread around the upper level of the theater and you can actually see the the things the organ actually working as you listen to it. Wow, wow. Um, I, I've never actually heard of this, you know. I, I mean, this is something that, you know, certainly I, I think, you know, uh, my wife would be really actually intrigued with because uh, I know that she's into organ music uh, uh, big time, actually. And some of those old movies are, are classics, you know. They're real, real Oh, they good. really are. And uh, But this year it's um, because it's on uh, the day before, you know, on, on Sabbath, we, we won't be making it this year, but we normally go to it, so next next year I'll be doing it the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's fantastic. 
fantastic. Look, let's just come to our uh, to our world watch. Look, just uh, a uh, an article that I picked up. It was uh, it was a couple of weeks back uh, now, but um, to me, it really said something to me, particularly uh, given that uh, you know we are we are looking at starting a new year. And uh, the article was entitled. It came off the Christian Headline site. It said people are turning to God. A Bible reading on U version, which of course is the version that you can actually pick up online, is up 24% compared to pre-pandemic days. And uh, and this is what the article said. The COVID-19 pandemic led to the increase in Bible reading in 2020 that continued into 2021. According to new data from Uversion, the popular Bible app that is available uh, worldwide. Uh, the Reading was up an average of 24% worldwide in 2021. And according to the new data, it also revealed that people around the world read, get this, 55.8 billion Bible chapters and listened to 8.2 billion Bible audio chapters in 2021. Uversion defines... Uh, daily Bible engagement as taking place Monday through Saturday. Historically, Sunday always spikes uh, in Bible engagement because that's when most people go to church. Although 2021's engagement numbers didn't surpass those of 2020, they were still higher than the months preceding the pandemic. Meanwhile, the most popular verse in 2021 was Matthew 6:33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It is the verse that was shared, bookmarked, and highlighted the most. There's been a notable sh- noticeable shift in patterns of Bible engagement over the past two years, version said. In March 2020, when people weren't able to attend church in person, weekday Bible engagement increased 10% and continued to rise in the following weeks. The churches began to re- as churches began to reopen, Bible engagement spiked on Sundays again, but not at the expense of daily engagement habits. Other features within Uversion app remain popular. The app's plans with Friends feature, which allows friends to follow the same Bible reading plan, experienced 50% more subscriptions in 2021 compared to pre-pandemic levels. Now, to me, when I read that, I sort of thought, hey, that is really saying something to me. It's really something that is Fantastic. It's wonderful, isn't uh, it? Uh, it is. You know, that, this is a, to me, a really positive news story. Now, Eric, why do you think people turn to the Bible in tough times? Because that's effectively what's happening here. Yeah, I think that people have been shaken a lot with uh, these la- events over the last few years. And I think it's, it's got people worried. Um, things that they believed were stable before this pandemic and all the other things around it, I think uh, things that they relied on have actually been shaken out. I don't think people ever thought that they would be told not to go to places and all these laws and restrictions coming in. And it seems like they've come in overnight and yet it shifts from week to week. So things are so unstable. And, you know, I reckon that some of them had a taste of the Bible in the past. They've had some sort of um, maybe even just gone to a service once or twice. And I think that this 
is just making them think back to maybe a bit of scripture they've read or something they heard and think, you know, there's, maybe there's something in the scriptures here. There's something in the Bible that we need to look at. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you might have nailed it there incredibly well, Eric. Uh, tell me something. Now, look, I'm conscious that it seems that uh, an increasing number of people are establishing a committed Bible reading plan. Now, look, I'm really conscious that, you know, now, you know, New Year is about time. I mean, we think we've got three or four sleeps uh, away from, uh, uh, from the New Year. Look, do you have a Bible reading plan? I mean, if somebody wanted to start, the new, I mean, the New Year is an excellent time to start a Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you could recommend to people? Well, you know, I, I have a Bible app on my phone and um, I actually have um, a Bible text sent to me every day and it has a uh, the whole chapter you read and it has a particular Bible verse. I send that out to my contacts. So if I meet somebody, um, say uh, last week I met somebody and they were interested in Scripture, I said, look, would you like me to send you a text every day? So I put them straight on it. Yeah. So they actually get it straight away. I find that incredibly good. And usually on these Bible apps it has a little picture of what it's talking about. It has a devotion there, but I this coming year I'm I'm planning to um, I'm going to try and read the Bible from I haven't done that for a while read it yeah read it yep, right through yep. but I know also if at the conference office here the Seventh Adventist Church it's a conference office in Prospect Road if people are looking for things to sort of understand the Bible better many many sources of of Bible reading guides uh, I can think of one off which is the Bible says about thirty two I think lessons yeah, in it yeah. which are really good and they take subject after subject. So yeah. if people are looking for things that are not used to plans, this that's a good one to get onto. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you totally there. I know that myself, I mean, I try to actually plan my own uh, devotional reading time uh, in year-long blocks. And mm. uh, in recent years, probably for the last um, six, eight, ten years, uh, I, I've tried to read the Bible from, from cover to cover uh, every second year. Right. Uh, and then I do other reading every other year. And this year, I'm just, it's interesting right now I started at the beginning of this particular year uh, in Genesis and I was just reading a chapter or two chapters three chapters perhaps uh, per per day um, and uh, uh, right now I'm up to well this morning I was reading second Thessalonians mm. and uh, so I should I'm on track to be able to conclude reading the Bible from cover to cover uh, this year and that was a, a commitment that I certainly made at the beginning of, uh, of last year do you know Eric the thing that I find is actually so so key uh, is the is the issue of consistency because mm. it's amazing what you can actually learn and come to understand just by reading the scriptures through. Now, of course, if a person is new to Bible reading, I actually encourage them not to actually go reading from cover to cover no. because what tends to happen is they very quickly yeah. come into which books? Yeah, they get into the hard ones. They get to the very hard yeah. ones very, very early yeah. on. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I actually encourage people. I say, look, you know, if you're new yeah. to a devotional time, it's yeah. probably not the best way to do no. it. And uh, what I find is actually really good for, for many people is uh, I encourage people to, to pick up the Gospel of Luke mm. uh, and and with the with the gospel and with uh, the book of Acts as well, because of course Luke wrote his own gospel, Luke, and then he continues the same story in the same method, the same way. He also wrote Acts, and I actually encourage people if they're new to Bible reading, mm. a really good thing to do is to read through. 
Luke's gospel mm. and then the book of Acts. And, uh, you know, to, to me, you don't have to cover a lot of uh, ground uh, to be able to sit and simply just read for maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, and to think about what the scriptures are actually saying to you is incredibly powerful. The other thing that I, I do every other year, uh, is, uh, is I actually really appreciate the book's, uh, uh Desire yes. of Ages. Yes. Now, Desire of Ages is a book that, uh, talks about um, that talks about the life of Christ mm. and uh, it actually links into the Gospels and I really appreciate being able to pick up that book uh, and read it in relationship to the uh, to the Gospels uh, probably every other year. Yeah, what I do, Pastor Gary, is um, if I'm doing a particular subject like looking at uh, maybe parables, I, I go to the Desire of Ages and link it in with what I'm reading mm. so at the same time I get the extra input about um, about what's being talked about here and get a deeper insight from Desire of Ages but the Bible is the thing I go to first and then I use that as a backup to kind of look at it but I would say that the thing that I found most helpful when I was becoming a Christian and to learn from was uh, the the Bible study guides they have at the Seventh-day Adventist Conference in Prospect Road uh, was that when you do a subject like you're learning about creation, it, it has answers, it asks you a question and it has a, a text and then it gives you a place yeah. where you write down. I find by writing things down as I'm studying that that kind of sticks more with me. Um, uh, you know, I, I think you're actually right there, Eric. I think that's really key because I know that a couple of years of my objective, you know, it's interesting how, how the way I do the study changes from year to year. And I, I will remember a couple of years there, I thought, no, what I want to do, I actually read the Bible too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I actually got myself some, uh, some books from the news agent and I said, no, I'm going to just rewrite them. And uh, I actually picked up some of the, and it was actually the Gospel of Luke that I, I picked up. And I mm-hmm. said, hey, I'm going to rewrite this by hand. And what I found with my own comments in the margin, mm. and what I found is that the whole thing actually slowed me down so much mm. that I was actually able to really, it really impacted on my mind. And mm. to me, that was a really beautiful thing. I know I've done that with, I know I've done it with Luke, I know I've done it with Hebrews, I know I've, uh, I think Acts, I've done a fair portion oh. of the book of Acts, and I find that just handwriting is another method. But you know, Eric, the thing that I'd really encourage, you know, listeners to become involved in as a devotional habit, the yes. new year is actually coming up right now. And you know, the beginning of the new year is an excellent time to start off that devotional habit. And uh, to me, there's so many ways that you can actually do and the blessing it just goes on, just flows right through the entire year. That's right. And you can get devotional books that will lead you through the year, for just a reading for every day too as well, you know. But, but people don't get up as early as you, Pastor Gary. You get up about five in the morning, don't you, to do your devotions? I, I do. I'm up at about uh, – I'm a morning person. Are I'm you a, encouraging I, that, five I, in the morning? I, look, if you can, if you're a morning person, get up in, you know, in the morning. But I'm really conscious that, you know, certainly other members of my family are night people and they're the night owls. And, you know, I, I, I don't understand how night owls – can actually fire at 10, 11, and 12 at night. At that time, uh, I am, I, I'm well and truly but out. But morning is it. the best time, isn't it? Because I find that... Uh I put it off to night time and the, the time creeps away on you and you're yeah. tired yeah. and you, you're not in the right mood. But I find if I get up a little bit earlier, then you, you, you're there, you know, and, yeah. and it's clearer to you. Uh, you've had a good night's sleep and you're, you're just ready for it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And many times in the Bible it talks about uh, some of the, the uh, Bible characters getting up early in the morning yeah. and going yeah. to worship and praying. And, you know, Eric, one of the, somebody said something to me at one point, and I, I didn't believe them when I first said it, but uh, uh, they, said, uh, they said to me, you know, I prayed – 
that the Lord would, I, I said to the Lord, look, if, you know, if you want me to get up, you, you wake me up. Mm. Um, and uh, he said, I said, I prayed that. And, uh, he did. He woke mm. me up. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I sort of thought, you know, I've discovered that certainly in my own life, that's actually very true. Mm. Um, God, God will do. He does actually respond. And, uh, you know, pray, pray faithfully. And, uh, it's amazing the way God will actually respond. Amen. Yeah. Look, guys, let's come to some, uh, some music. Uh, love, uh, love this, uh, this particular song. This is by Fountain View Academy Orchestra and Singers. And, uh, the, uh, the song is, uh, Champion of Love. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? I want to introduce to you In this corner of the good and the right Stands a champion robed in white His height exceeds the heavens, his weight outweighs the world his reach reaches everywhere, his age is evermore. He is higher than the highest, greater than the great. No one will ever take his power away. He is mightier than the mightiest, he reigns from above. Champion of love He left his hometown To enter this arena To raise his hands in victory for me An angry crowd crucified This king who wore their crown and they gladly watch their champion going down Oh, but I will never count him out For I'm a witness of the day he arose to retain the title Champion of love He is higher than the highest Greater than the great No one will ever take his power away He is mightier than the he reigns from above He's the all-time undisputed, undefeated champion of love He is higher than the highest, greater than the great No one will ever take his power away He is mightier than the mightiest Champion, 
you trust the Bible? How could a loving God create a devil? How can a man called Jesus save me? And from what? Faith FM's free offer today is the Hidden Truth magazine, exploring your hard questions about faith and Christianity. To get your free Hidden Truth magazine, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And folks, that's a, that's a really tremendous little magazine. I'd love you to have that magazine. Uh, just following that, uh, uh, that lead and you can... Um, uh, you can uh, pick up that magazine. Look, please be aware as well. This time of the year, uh, things are very quiet in the uh, in the office, and uh, we're a little understaffed. So, if you do request that magazine at this time of the year, it may be uh, a little while until we're able to get that uh, that magazine uh, to you. Uh, but it's fantastic to uh, to be able to dig into the Hidden Truth magazine. You are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. This week we're talking New Year's resolutions. Are they more than an impossible dream? Yesterday we asked, is genuine change even possible? Today, we're going to look at those resolutions concerning your uh, physical health. I'm so conscious that at this time of the year, if ever there's a time when uh, physical physical health resolutions are made, it is uh, right now. Of course, many of them only last for uh, two or three weeks before they peter out. Some, however, do last, and they're the ones that do really, really count. I'm just so conscious that, uh, Eric, that uh, keeping physical exercise up has so many challenges connected to it. Do you know, a, a number of years ago, I, uh, uh, I, I actually had some, some challenges myself. I, I, I well remember going along to a, uh, to a minister's retreat, and at uh, this particular minister's retreat, uh, the, uh, the decision was taken by those running the, uh, uh, running the, uh, the seminars that ministers needed to be offered a health assessment. Now, to me, I always find those uh, a little bit, a little bit dangerous and a little bit confronting. At that particular time, I found it a little bit confronting, but I felt that I did need to become involved in having my health assessed. I thought I was in reasonably good health. The challenge was, however, is as the tests progressed, I started to realize that, in fact, uh, I was more overweight. My blood pressure was up. Uh, I was actually starting to struggle on a number of fronts. The, um, uh, the report uh, came, came back and uh, certainly the, the doctor who actually sat down and, and spoke to me uh, said, uh, uh, look, uh, we need to be straight with you. You need to go to your doctor and uh, you need to have a very good uh, chat to him. Well, I didn't tell them that I actually didn't have a doctor uh, and I hadn't been to a doctor in, uh, uh, in many, many uh, years. He said, you need to go to your doctor because your blood pressure is getting to the dangerous level, mm-hmm. uh, he said to me that uh, um, you're you're significantly overweight, and if you don't do something about it, then uh, you are going to send yourself to an early grave. Now they were quite quite straight and quite and okay. These were were friends friends of ours, and uh, they needed to be fairly straight with me. One of the things that um, uh, did did uh, impact me as well. One of my my friends uh, came to me when he saw me. He had seen me for a number of years he tapped me on the belly and he simply said 
Ah, Gary, he was a college mate of mine. He said, life is treating you very well, isn't it? (laughs) And uh, I thought, you know, the sorts of things that you can only think about your college mates, they can be brutally (laughs) honest to you in a way that you actually don't don't like being... At that time, I I actually came home. When I came home, I said to my family, I actually complained about, firstly, the test and also about my mate. And uh, uh, my wife uh, said to me, well, they may have a point, you know. And, uh, well, that didn't go down. You know, I mean, I thought that, you know. And then then my children um, said the same thing. And I thought, no, I do need to get something happening. You know, what I realized, Eric, was that I'd actually become, I was a vegetarian, Mm. but I had become an unhealthy vegetarian. And what a lot of people don't realize realize is it is physically possible to become an unhealthy vegetarian you know too much sugar salt fats uh, it is possible to uh, to really move in unhealthy direction even living a vegetarian lifestyle uh, as a as a result of that I, I did actually put myself it was a new it was a resolution that I did take mm. I put myself on a uh, on an exercise program I started to to walk I mean I, I've shared this a number of times I tried to walk every morning now. Uh, I uh, I certainly cut out of my diet um, fats and snacks and uh, and a lot of the sugars that I'd been. And uh, the other very significant thing, I said, now until my weight is down, I'm only going to drink water. And you know, to, to me, as I sort of looked at this, I sort of thought, hey, you know, I mean, can I do this? Surprising to myself, I was able to do it, and I was amazed how quickly weight started to fall off me and I hadn't even been to the doctor mm. and uh, in fact I, I lost about 15 to 20 percent of my of my body weight mm. uh, my pot belly uh, disappeared completely I no longer had uh, a pot belly and my blood pressure dropped by 20 percent my mm. weight dropped by 20 percent and I dro- and you know to me as I as I looked at the difference and uh, I actually have some well I had some before and after shots and the before shots have now um, been destroyed but uh, <laughs> uh, do you know Eric the thing I'm just so conscious of is how uh, what a, an amazing difference can actually be made when we um, take a, a resolution, a commitment to improve our health. Mm. But look, look, mm. that, that's enough talking about me. Look, does the Bible have anything to say you now to help us out about this whole subject? I mean, it's so relevant this year, time of the year. So many people are going to be making New Year's resolutions. You know, is there anything that we can suggest that might help them stay the course? Well, Pastor Gary, it's a good time to talk about this because we've just all had our Christmas lunch and, uh, you know, gorgeous it's for a the challenge. day. <laughs> yes. And then we have, the, you know, holidays and we're not so active and all that. But I think you're right, Pastor Gary. You see, I think one of the, one of the key things is I think men often don't go to the doctors. You know, they don't have these tests done as, um, I think the women actually do more on that area than we do. And we need to be aware of our health because I think, Pastor Gary, as you do, that health plays a big part of the way we think. I know that when I'm unhealthy and going through a stage of unhealthiness that my mind seems, I don't know, seems more tired, more dull, uh, and I, f- I find it hard to concentrate on things yeah. if I put on weight. There's all sorts of benefits, and I think it's a good good start to the year to have a look at something like this and, and have a look at health. You know, um, the first thing I think that we need to look about and something we don't normally think about when we think about our own health is that the Bible says that being healthy actually glorifies God. 
And it's First Corinthians 10.31. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. So whatever we do in our life, what we eat or drink, whatever you do, now whatever you do is, is all tied up, I believe, in our daily living. That if we, we can glorify God by the things of our actions during the day. And uh, it tells us in Isaiah that we were created and formed by God to glorify him. So in other words, God is our creator. He created us in his image. So we are to, to, to really glorify God. So if we're not, we're not living a nice, healthy uh, life, then we're not giving honor to God because God created us to have a, a good and a long life. And if we shorten our life by by our eating habits or whatever we're doing, um, we need to get back on the track. And and for our own good, I mean, everybody wants to live longer, don't they? So I think by glorifying God, he created us. We have an obligation to God to live the healthiest lives we have. I think that's a good statement. I, I, I think what you're saying there is really important because what you're actually doing is connecting together the, the spiritual and the physical mm. aspects of life. You know, yeah. uh, to me, I'm just so conscious that, uh, you know, for, for a long time, you know, we, um, it's been recognized that uh, a human person is made up of physical, mm. uh, the, the mental, yep. spiritual, mm-hmm. the social, various aspects of life. We're not just all physical. Mm. It flows over into other areas of life. And to me, what you've just said is you've tied together uh, the, uh, the spiritual, and the physical, and you know, one of the things that's really difficult uh, for a person is, you know, to take an extreme example. They've just been out at the Christmas uh, Christmas lunch or the Christmas office party, mm. uh, and they've imbibed too much mm. of the amber fluid. Mm. Uh, they they come home. What's their chances the next morning of being able to spend time with God? Mm. Well, in reality. Mm. because they've imbibed too much of the amber uh, fluid. Now, uh, t- to me, I, and, I, and I certainly am a non-drinker myself, I, don't, I, I do not drink uh, because to me I'm so conscious that the spiritual and the physical are actually linked together and one rubs off against the other. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, um, we certainly have, uh, have, you know, excellent doctors uh, come on our, our program and we'll, we'll talk about the physical benefits and there are physical benefits, but so often we overlook the linkage that occurs between the physical and the spiritual. Oh, for sure, Pastor Gary, totally agree with you. You know, and it's when you get those things out of kilter that you start to have problems. And sometimes you don't realize that you've got one of those things out of kilter until, like you say, somebody points it out to you. Yeah. And, and what I find is often, Pastor Gary, is that my family will tell me things that my friends won't. They'll be honest with me and, and tell me this and that. But you're right. The mind has to have a connection with our health and with God. There has to be that connection that holds it all together. But when we start to move away, then God suffers because we leave him out of part of our life when we indulge in something we shouldn't. I used to be a drinker and I still remember being drunk and, and um, you know, how I felt the next day was shocking. And I know that when, when that happens, you only care about yourself. You don't worry about anybody around you and, it, and you don't glorify God in any of that. And God wants us to live a long, prosperous life, but he wants 
to do it. The only way we can do that really is through a healthy lifestyle. Mm. And and we all we all get it out of kilter. I mean, none of us are perfect in our health. We yeah. all make mistakes and stumble. We still. Yeah. I've got a weakness for you know chocolate and and different things like that. I've got a sweet tooth, and and often we overindulge and get it out. But as long as we we can say, okay, I've put on the weight like you did, you know, and you you've got to get you got to do something about it. So you started a walking program, yeah, which yeah, is great. Yeah, so you've yeah. got to take action. So resolutions really is starting off with who you are. Yes. Having respect for yourself because I think low self-esteem, you know, you just run with the flow. You do what your mates do. This is actually looking to God for advice and for help. That's yeah. what we're doing tonight. Yeah. We're taking this from the Bible. Yeah. And and the second one I think is, and it's connected really with the first one, is that our body is God's temple uh, and for us to take care of. And one scripture uh, says this very clearly. And once again, we go to 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Who you receive from God, you are not uh, you're you're not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we often think of um, salvation as a gift to us, and it is. We, we we don't have to earn it, but somebody else paid the price to give us life. Yeah, and that was Jesus Christ. What an yeah. important, wonderful gift. I read somewhere the other day. We're talking about Santa just recently, you know, and it said uh, it said uh, Santa gives many gifts. But Christ only has to give us one gift. Yeah. And that yeah. covers everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's such a good saying. You know? I really like what you've actually said there about you know bringing up that passage that Paul quotes to the Corinthian church and uh, what, of course, he he's saying here, you know, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you are not your own. You know, Eric, I'm so conscious that in the world in which we're living, um, you, you, I, I constantly hear people saying, my body, my life. Mm. And yet, if I go into the Scriptures... Yeah. It's once I have t- accepted Jesus Christ, my body is actually no longer my body mm. because it becomes, according to Paul, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if it's the temple of the Holy Spirit, it actually becomes God's body. I'm not God, but it becomes uh, the uh, the habitation of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, to me, that's a very beautiful concept because it it says that, hey, that which I put into my body is something that somebody else, Jesus Christ himself, actually has a say about. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that absolutely wonderful? Because, you know, I've found in my life as with you that when you change, it comes seems to come from the inside out. Yeah. Something drives you to do that. I mean, we think about it in our mind and our, our thought consumption. I mean, God lives... In us, we have a different thought pattern here. We concentrate on the good. God never brings evil into our life. He does not give us cancer and, yeah. and all these other things. These are because of evil. This is because yeah. of sin. Yeah. God only wants the good for us. And I, I totally agree with you, but when Jesus lives in our lives, then we can make changes that, um, that God wants to, um, to bring about in us, but we've got to allow him to do that. Uh, you know, God knocks at the door, but we let him in. So it's that um, he gives us the invitation, the invitations for everybody. But when we let him in, he dwells within us. He makes those changes in us. We now have another family. We have brothers and sisters in Christ, but we have a father also that wants the best for us, who doesn't sin, who has the absolute utmost respect for us, and he gives us the power to change. In other words, once again, we've got this linkage between the physical Hmm. And the spiritual, you know, if you damage one, 
you're probably going to damage the other one. If you build one up, in all probability, you're actually going to give yourself an opportunity to build up the other one. The two actually grow together. And to me, this is something where, you know, I certainly encourage people I talk to to say, hey, look, you know, as you're considering your New Year's resolutions, you know, what you're going to do, don't just make it in the physical sphere. Yes, you know, an exercise program is is good, but if I have an exercise program and I'm still consuming a host of junk food, yeah. I really haven't gone far enough. I need to be saying, okay, I'm going to do something about the junk food as well as the, you know, this is a whole body transformation. And at the same time, hey, look, you know, it really is worth me spending some time every day with Jesus Christ because what that does is it slows me down as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I'm slowing down, when I'm reading the scriptures, what I'll often do is put a, put my, put a headset on and have some quiet Christian music playing in the background. Mm. And to me, that really does something for me because it slows, I can feel my pulse rate slow right down and I am re- I'm getting input from the word of God the quiet Christian music and I love the hymns of the church because they that I think really um, sends a message that's incredibly powerful I listen to those quietly in the background while I'm reading the scriptures and that actually prepares me at that point for prayer so spiritually I'm able to grow, but at the same time, I want to be able to spend time in in exercise and what else I put into my body so that I can have the clearest possible mind. There's actually a package here that when you put it together uh, is actually life transformative. And I find too, Pastor Gary, that, you know, our bad habits and health are, are a process of time where we've got into a routine of just being part of that. I know that when I, when I want to lose weight, it takes me some time to be in a position to actually take a plan up. You can't mm-hmm. just say at the end of the year, oh, well, look, you know, we're going to start this next year and then wait till it comes around and try. You've got to actually prepare now. Yeah. Because what happens is you're getting rid of, um, a, a conditioning on you, a, a, you're, almost been computerized to follow a certain plan and I know with a five day stop smoking plan when I was part of that it says that a habit leaves the body uh, there's a tract in your brain that forms a habit that you've got to actually do something else mm. so if you're going to have a smoke don't sit down and have a coffee or something go for a walk you know do something else read at that certain time you've got to get away from those habits and God uh, we need help outside of our bodies and God is the one that can help us shift with away from a lot of these habits. And this is something that so many people don't actually realize because so often this is something that, hey, I'm going to attempt to do it myself. So I, you know, I take a, a news resolution, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go running every single day, you know, and it's mm-hmm. done as a standalone, uh, type of, uh, type of project. It's not a whole of life type experience. God is left totally out of it. There is no power source from God able to be, uh, impacted. You know, to be able to commit my way unto Jesus Christ, to be able to commit my way to Christ, uh, to be able to say to him, look, hey, I want you to work on this with me. Uh, and the thing that I'm so conscious of is that he does actually work in our life. Now, look, there may be a day when, you know, I I make that, you know, I have that food I should not have had. I do mm. not go for my walk. But do you know, that's the same as when I have one of the more spiritual sins. What the scripture tell me to do it tells me to get back up the next day come to him in repentance and pick myself up the next day and continue in the a day's failure 
does not a lifetime uh, con- that does not construct a lifetime's failure. No, and I think too the thing is when we're talking about um, caring for our bodies is you know if you if you put an exercise program together whatever it is just take it a step at a time. You don't have to run that mile tomorrow. Exactly, you can run a short distance. I know now, Pastor Gary, that when I wanted to start running, I had many attempts before I could actually do it on an ongoing basis. I'd run a day and then I'd, a few days later because I just didn't feel like it. But when I started slowly and just a short distance and I got into that habit and now I do so many Ks per day um, more on a Sunday I find now that if I miss one I feel out of place. And, and I find exactly the same thing. You know, Eric, the thing that I found, though, was that for many years I actually tried to get myself into a running routine. Mm. What I've discovered is that for me, I'm a, I'm a very tall uh, fellow, which means that for me t- uh, running is actually a very jarring mm. uh, type of event. Yep. So I found that running does not work for me. But mm. what I found does work is power walking. I mm. do fast walking. And I walk – I'm generally walking at about eight kilometres an hour. So it's, mm. a, it's a pretty fair pace that I'm, you know, that I'm hiking on long at uh, but uh, you know it's something that f- that does fit my particular uh, situation. You know, for, for some people, it may be, hey, look, you know, I go out and I walk uh, each each day. I'm going to walk six six kilometres. I'm going to do it in the best possible time. Yep. And you know, each person has a different, um, you know, uh, right. a way of exercising. It's it's interesting, Pastor Gary. There was just on the news the other day. It says that Aussie scientists have invented a pill that may take the place of exercise. Did you know that? Did <laughs> yeah, you I, that? I, I did hear that. <laughs> I did hear that. Yeah. But this pill, this pill actually. Um, um, affects the brain uh, and what it does it sends signals to the brain that you've actually been out on an exercise program and it gives you some of the benefits of actually exercising but this is at the moment this isn't for the couch potato that doesn't do any exercise this is actually for people who's got Alzheimer's or Parkinson's where it actually may help them a little bit but they're developing one for general people that you won't actually go out but you see Pastor Gary when you exercise it, it just doesn't do it it's the muscles your heart everything thing is lifted and I don't know how you're going to take the place of that get out and, in the fresh and that's air. exactly the point you know to me one of the things I love early in the morning is I go out and I listen to the birds you know I, myself I walk past people who have got their headsets on yep. I don't walk with headsets no. because I like to be able to listen to the birds singing I like to be able to see what's actually around me uh, you know to me it's a happy time of the morning it's a it's a it's a delightful time you know yep. fresh air nice and, and a little bit of a chill in the air yep. uh, and to me as I as I become involved in life at that level, uh, it the Lord seems to talk to me. You know, it's on that walking time that what I find occurs is that I actually have time to think Mm. because I'm not jarring myself. I'm not running. I'm walking quickly. My body has accustomed myself now to quick walking. But while I'm walking along, I'm actually able to think. And there are so many things that I'm able to process while I'm walking. By the time I've come back, it's amazing the the, the things in my life that I've been able to process. Process, but look, Eric. We'll come back to this in just a minute. Let's come to some uh, some music uh, right now. This is uh, Gavin uh, Chatillier, and uh, he's uh, he's singing uh, Jeremiah nine uh, twenty three and twenty four. Really, a beaut, a beaut song. Let 
not the wise man, glory in his wisdom. Oh, let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glory, glory in this. That he understand and know me. Kindness, judgment, and righteousness in all the earth. For in these things do I delight. In these things do I delight. In these things do I delight. Saith the Lord. In these things do I delight. Jesus save me and from what? Faith FM's free offer today is the Hidden Truth magazine, exploring your hard questions about faith and Christianity. To get your free Hidden Truth magazine, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And folks, uh, we... Welcome back to uh, to Faith FM. Uh, you are listening to uh, to Pastor Gary on Big Q and A uh, today. Our co-host is Eric Hall. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church, and this week we're talking New Year's resolutions. Are they more than an impossible dream? Yesterday we asked, "Is genuine change even possible?" 
Today, we'll try and look at those resolutions that people often make concerning their physical health. And uh, I've shared a little bit about my uh, some of the things that have occurred in my life. Eric shared some that's in his life. Really appreciate, Eric, what you've actually shared there. Now, is there anything else do you think that uh, might be worth us uh, picking up on? Something I never really thought about, uh, Pastor Guerin, until we sort of started studying this subject for tonight, was... Um Acts 1.8, which says, uh, But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So one of the big things I think about being healthy is a good witness, to actually um, show to other people that we are walking the right. I know that when sometimes when I'm studying with people who have an adverse lifestyle uh, uh, and are on a, a many heavy addictions that that they, they kind of watch you to see what you do and, and this is kind of in a way being a witness and you're yeah. having good health yeah. uh, and I reckon that's really important because it, not only is it the witnesses outside but it's actually the witnesses in your home, the way your children, because the children actually pick up your eating habits, you know, I don't know if you realise yeah, what, what actually happens there, so they're brothers and sisters in Christ also, and you know, um, I know one lady uh, that I knew years ago, and she drank a lot of coke. You know, she'd drink a, um, about two li- uh, two liters. She'd drink about three of those a day, yeah. three two liters yeah. coke. Do you know they're giving the baby a little bit of coke, a little baby some coke? You know what? Coke can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, setting that sort of a precedent, and and people will, f- you know, your children will follow. They kind of imitate your eating habits as well. So there's quite a responsibility, but also as a Christian, to show that there is a good life to be had. That your health is important because God is our Creator, as we started off in the beginning, and they 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 watch you and 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 see if you know what the difference. And they want to be. They want some of that. Um, and health. that and that is so true, you know, because uh, to me, I'm conscious that within our lives, we become an incredible witness to our family. And you know, I want my family to be as healthy as physically possible. I know that one of the habits that uh, certainly I grew up with, and to me, it's it's a such it was such a positive habit. My my mum, uh, she's deceased now, passed away. But do you know, she grew up on a, on a small property with fruit trees, and uh, uh, they actually at their home never had any desserts. And when she obviously married and myself and my brother were, were born and uh, day by day, uh, you know, we'd have our regular in those days, it was uh, uh, meat and three veg you'd have as your main meal. If you wanted anything else, there actually wasn't any, uh, there wasn't actually any any bread or anything like that. They should just simply say, there's the fruit, you know, there was the fruit bowl and it was always very full fruit bowl. Go yeah. and help yourself. Mm. And you could have as much fruit as you wanted. Um, but that became dessert. Mm. Now, um, what that did was within my own life, uh, I, it did actually create a, a, a desire. I, to this day, I really enjoy eating fruit. Mm. Uh, and I don't need to have desserts mm. that have got a lot of added sugar in them mm. uh, because fruit actually has become my dessert. And, uh, you know, it's, it was the example of my mum that certainly was able to bring me, set me into a, into a, an excellent, uh, a foundation. 
but then of course I moved away from it for a time uh, but in more recent years I've certainly come back to what mum and mum taught me all those years ago. You're right Pastor Gary it's quite interesting what you say there because um, a while ago we had a barbecue for, for some folks that we were studying with at the park after church and um, I got out the uh, the bread and the onions and the mushrooms and I put on some vegetarian sausages and the people were looking there saying what's these and I said look they're, they're vegetarian because they were so used to eating meat and yeah, yeah. some of them wouldn't wouldn't touch it you know? <laughs> um, but I've had this before yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of them and now they actually do different to the old days they used to do pretty bland vegetarian yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. but today oh, they have so many varieties and so I put oh, on these stuff. hot dog ones vegetarian ones put them in the bread and they ate it and they said man this is nice this is really I didn't actually realise that I could cut down my meat consumption by having some of this stuff yeah. and you know you can get stuff like not bacon I actually had a couple of strips of those <laughs> and some of them taste and said wow I can't believe that this isn't bacon you know yeah. so there were alternatives for good health but they didn't they thought that in their mind they'd assume that their eating habits all these years, there was you couldn't not have um, the sausages, the real McCoy. It's the same with alcohol. People think you've got to have alcohol to party to have fun. Yeah. We don't need the alcohol yeah. to yeah. have fun. And so it is a change of lifestyle because uh, what happens at the end is, um, I think along with this about being a witness, if he, just to finish with Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we are God's masterpiece and we need the energy to do god's work yeah you know yeah. We, we if we have a dull mind and we're lazy and lying around we're not going to do god's work yeah. we want to yeah. be out there active so it all ties together oh it does thing. this is a full package and i love yeah. that package you know getting out into the sunlight you know mm. being able to go and have have picnics with you with, with your mates you know mm. uh, to me uh, these days i'm quite happy i mean there was a time when i was a little bit you know when i was a bit younger and people would say to me oh, you know would you like to have a drink and i'd sort of look around and sort of, you know, try to um and ah uh, and not uh, not let them know that, hey, you know, well, actually, I don't actually drink. Uh, these days, I'm quite happy uh, yeah. for people. I enjoy being able to say, look, oh, you know, I've actually got better stuff I can drink than uh, than what uh, what actually comes across in uh, in so many of the, the clubs of uh, of contemporary Australia. Uh, you know, to, to me, to be a vegetarian is not something any longer that is held in the backwaters uh, because there is so much uh, non-fatty um, but uh, incredibly authentic tasting uh, vegetarian not meat out there. Uh, the, 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 to me, I, I actually challenge people. In fact, I, I can name some people that I've actually challenged to say, hey, look, you know, um, you know, have a taste of this and tell me if you can tell the difference between what you're familiar with and what you've got here. Well, with <laughs> some of our people, you know, they know. They know that when we gather there's no alcohol. So what I did was instead of having alcohol, I get that beautiful sparkling grape juice. Yeah. The treaty is a company that right here in South Australia yeah, produces yeah, yeah. it. And we have that and they really enjoy that, you know. Yeah, and yeah. we have a good time, you know. So they do watch and they And to be observe, able you know? to come to the end of the day yeah. and to not have your head pounding and uh, yeah. you be flat on the ground. No arguments. Uh, no arguments. Yeah. And uh, the next morning to be able to get up and live life to the full again. Oh. Uh, you know, I mean, Eric... Uh, 
Is, is this life or is this life? Oh, this is this is the best life because I've been through all that. I've done all that and I know all that. And uh, I remember, you know, my dad at Christmas time, there were fights. Uh, you know, we all used to, us little kids would huddle in the corner and there'd be a big fight just on Christmas Day because they'd had too much to drink. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it just spoils the whole thing. And I remember in the childhood growing up that, uh, growing that way. And But now uh, life is at its fullest. Uh, it, it's such a blessing. We, uh, to have God in our lives He lives within us And He changes us For a better life There is a better life out there And if people need to experience that life Just read the Bible See what Jesus says about all things Turn to Him and listen to Him And He will change us from the inside out We will have a better life Our children will have a better life And at the end of the day He's coming back for us Our Father And what, what He does he's, he's giving us What you're saying is This, this is a full package that He mm. gives us He doesn't turn around and just simply say, hey, look, you know, I want you to, you know, walk around the block every day or anything no, like that. No. He says, hey, look, you know, there is a package here that put the whole lot together and what you're going to have is a far superior life because the physical, the mental, the social, the, the spiritual, they all come together and they all bounce off each other. Uh, one impacts on the other. When one grows, the other grows. And uh, together uh, you can see incredible improvement in your life. That's right. And, and when he comes into your life and these things happen, you know, um, the fullness of, he talks about fullness of life. When you follow me, you'll, you'll live a long life and your children too. I think it brings the whole family along with you. And so healthy lifestyle is what you call that balance. And it's just placing yourself in his hands. And when you fall, Pastor Gary, if you start off on something, a New Year's, and you fall down, he is there to pick you up. He won't walk away. And so and I'm that's the you. reality of it. I think you've picked, nailed something so important there. Eric, look, when you start this journey, you will fall. It, it's going to happen. Expect that at some point you're going to fall. But what you do is your next morning you get yourself back up again right. and you continue on the same path. And what you'll find is you'll fall less often. That's right. And to me, this is incredibly powerful. Yeah, And that, then it becomes a way of life. It does. This it new does. life in Christ. It's Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Eric, look, we do need to finish. Sure. Look, how would you like to just have prayer for us just as we finish? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for life today. We thank you that you're our creator. You created us as a masterpiece. You love us so much that you gave and paid the price for us. You gave your life that we might live and we might have life abundantly. And so today, Lord, we thank you for our health. We thank you for our strength, Lord. And if there are people out there today, Lord, that are struggling because of lifestyle, Lord, maybe they're they're confused in their mind about what's going on around them and they're searching. I pray, Lord, that they will come to you, that as they accept you into their lives, Lord, that your power will change their lives, that as they start a new resolution, Lord, to follow you and for all the goodness and the fullness of life that you give us in our health and our mind and our spiritual aspect, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity of following you next year. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll be with us now, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. and amen. Well, friends, uh, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when Pastor David Butcher will be with me and we chat on, uh, could I start the new year with a new mind? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives, so don't be troubled 
or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 